Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You want so. all the benefits of a relationship without the commitment. And he well, no, allowed it because like he was trying to save stuff. his marriage. Yeah, like it's the financial stuff. Like, well, if we got divorced, we'd have, we, it'd be, right. it's too expensive to live apart. We'll live together, but we'll do our own thing. So he says he allowed it because he was trying to save his marriage. And she went fucking people, but he didn't. And she encouraged him to, uh, probably out of guilt i don't know i'm making assumptions now but she encouraged him to go after this one chick that dug him that was another youtuber or something and um as soon as he said he had feelings for he says that she flipped out on him said that he was cheating (laughs) and it's funny because he could be making this up but it also sounds like shit i've seen before yeah you know and who knows and he has um text messages too where it says that if you know if if we split up, I'll ruin your career. Because he's a pretty big YouTuber. He has like over two million people, or he he plays old video games. Right. Um, and he showed those. Nobody cared. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and it's like it sucks. It, it sucks when that happens. You know, you have to be. It's almost like. If you're the the dude getting accused, you have to be a beloved character to get out of that situation because people will do the thing that I did with Cosby. They're like, no, yeah, you know, if it's only one person, yeah. But and the thing is, is that you know everybody's always there's. It's like regardless regardless of knowing the facts, and then in a day and age where we're like, what do you call it? We have information at our fingertips. We choose to believe what everybody tells us, as opposed exactly. to actually like looking into shit. Because it's just too hard. <laughs> can't be bothered, you know? Right, exactly. It's like people can't read their EULAs. Can't be bothered, <laughs> you know? Uh, all right, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right, so, um, dude, I am glad I'm not back east. Although, it's going to get hot and humid over here, but 
in the next. My mother week, lives but, in North Carolina. She says it was like one. 111 or something and it was about that same temperature in boston i was like excuse me <laughs> well that's the thing like, like, like i was hearing like like uh i was watching the news and they were saying yeah heat alert for new york city there they canceled the triathlon and, and some concert festival that was going on over there and they're like yeah it's going to be 95 degrees and i was like that's not nothing they're like but with the heat index they go after the humidity it's going to be one it's going to comes out to 110 i'm like oh yeah fuck that noise <laughs> like, yeah you know you kind of forget the humidity is pretty bad over there. And I heard that with like, like, um, I think it was Kansas was getting 114. And I was like, you know, we get that a lot over here during the summer, but it's either really hot or it's kind of humid and hot. So it's only like 100, 102. But, you know, it's like places that aren't used to that. But the thing was that they said what really was really hurting it, it wasn't getting below 90 at night. And I was like, oh, that fucking sucks. They go, some places were getting like 85 for the lows and some other places weren't getting below 90. And that's pretty, that's pretty much Phoenix. But the difference is it's, it's usually dry here, yeah. you know? So it's not, it's, it, it's so funny. Cause the whole, it's a dry heat really does. It's really is a thing because as soon as you take the sun away, yeah. it's not that bad. <laughs> it really isn't. You know, so I don't know, man. Yeah. God, God bless them all <laughs> in their trying times. I am happy. Thoughts I and prayers. Here. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> it's so funny because when I look at the weather map, it's like Phoenix is protected by this shield of just we're never going to change. And everyone else is going to shit when it comes to weather. And yeah. L.A. is pretty much the same, I think. It, it's, it's getting a little hotter over there. It's getting there. a little hotter more often. But like this last winter, like we got fucking a year's worth of rain in a couple of days. Right. But, um, yeah, like this week it's going to be like 99 for like two days and then 97 then down to 95. But like, uh, it's going to be kind of humid, you know, like one or two days, a couple of days this week. And then, you know, then it'll go back to looks like being kind of just regular heat. But I just, I hate humidity, but it is uncomfortable. But yeah, I was hearing that. I was hearing how hot it was getting. I'm like, God damn. Like, that's going to that's gonna suck. Uh, um, one thing I did want to mention is if you guys, I don't know, if, if a lot of, I know people go to Voodoo because like they have their digital storage there. You know, your backup since like uh, Ultraviolet is going away. If you have mm-hmm. your accounts linked with Voodoo, uh, that's where you can maintain all of that. But there's a lot of movies and TV shows on there for free. Like, you can see movies for free with ads. And to be honest, the ads aren't that bad. And they're not like Hulu. Problem that I have with Hulu when you're watching ads, it's usually the same ad, you know, or the same kind of grouping of ads. Yeah. Um, CW, the CW Seed is the worst, though. It's the same commercials each time um, in each break. That gets fucking annoying. But anyway, uh, with Voodoo, they also have TV shows. And uh, it was announced during Comic-Con this week that the Robotech series from the 80s, the original, and they remastered them uh, later on, are both available full seasons. All three are available for free on Voodoo with ads. So if you love that show, I loved that show. Um, I have the uh, DVD box set uh, with all three series. It also includes uh, Robotech The Shadow Chronicles, which was the movie they, they made a few years, several years ago. So includes all of those. So uh, if you're a fan of that shit, 
go ahead, hop over to Vudu and check that shit out. Also, check out some of the movies on there for free. Uh, they have Unforgiven on there this this um, this month for free, which is cool. Mm. So a lot of good stuff on there and a lot of crap, but there is a lot of good stuff on there. I think all the Batman movies, uh, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, uh, Batman Will Hung, that might be a different one. Uh, you know, Batman and Robin, I think, are all also on there for free for uh, with ads. So, so yeah, yeah, those are the classic flicks. Yeah. The know. first two really are the classic flicks, right? Um, or the third one, if you want to see a really young and hot Nicole Kidman, oh. she was really hot in that Batman Forever. Um, Oh, when she flips out with just the meow. I was yeah. like, oh, meow is white, right? <laughs> like I hit puberty real early. I was watching that. Oh, man. So I saw this on Motherboard this week and thought it was kind of brilliant. So we all hate those free trials, especially those 14-day or 45-day free trials. You know, they, they make it to where you forget that the trial is almost up because they don't remind you. Or you sign up for a three-month trial for a digital newspaper and then you have to call to cancel. Well, Mm -hmm. this app called Do Not Pay is a digital credit card that will take those headaches away from you. It's pretty easy. When you sign up for a trial, you use their virtual credit card instead of your own. You get notified when you sign up for a free trial. You get notified again when it's about to end, and you can decide whether you want to convert it by adding your actual payment information. And if you don't want to convert when the free trial ends, the card automatically declines to be charged, and that's it. And I'm like, that's kind of brilliant. Like, like how did not how did somebody not think of that before? Yeah. And you can you can check it out. I have the link in the show notes to um, to Motherboard. And uh, the guy basically said that he actually has quite a few banks to back him on that, so he can you know utilize this because all they're doing when they tr- when they do a free trial, they charge you a dollar and then they refund it. So it's mm-hmm. not like you're actually just to verify the accounts open. Right. And, you know, and then just decline it after that. And from what I read that when you use it, you could actually add in any address and they'll give you a zip code because they usually verify just the zip code and the number for the bank. And then it's supposed to supposed to go through. So um, I thought that was kind of cool because so if you like to, you know, have a burner credit card, they call it, and you'd like to sign up for free trials. There you go. Yeah, a lot of people should dig. A lot of people seem to have an issue with that. Like they'll forget the free trial and they're paying for it. Um, so well, like, it should work out. Yeah, I mean, like for me, like you know, like when you sign up, like I signed up for Xbox Game Pass for that three month trial. Mm-hmm. I used Game Pass for like a month, and then I just kind of stopped. And if I didn't have a, a thing on my phone, I would have totally forgot, and then I would have been charged another thirty bucks because I was only going to get it for the trial. I always just put it on my calendar, like the day it's going to be due, and then have it remind me three days before. Yeah. But hey, you know. <laughs> hey, fine. shit happens. People forget, you know. And People do forget, and I've, I have forgotten a couple times too. But I'm just saying that that's also <laughs> another strategy people can use. But um, yeah, the, one, the latest one I forgot was actually recent, and I got charged for it today actually so i get off my fucking high horse <laughs> um was my goddamn apple music oh which yeah. i haven't been using um and oh, like, oh, yeah, oh, back on Android, huh? yeah i have the i'm using the um samsung i can download apple music for the samsung phone 
But I'm on a family thing where I get the premium YouTube and Google Play music. So I've been using that. I don't know. Maybe I'll download Apple Music too. But then I could just delete it and save 10 bucks a month. True. Until you get your iPhone fixed. Yeah. Probably just going to wait till I can get a new iPhone. (laughs) To be honest. Because it's like, you know, it's older. I don't fucking use it anymore. I want the new, new. (laughs) I deserve new, new shit, all right? <laughs> I want that 10R, bitch. <laughs> I want that fucking 10S, motherfucker. <laughs> Whatever the new hotness is. I want that 10Z. I know it's not out yet, but I want that That's 10Z. Right. <laughs> I'm going to call Apple and have them custom build me some shit. Anytime you say the word custom, that shit is going to be expensive as fuck. I want it to sound like those fucking uh, old data tapes that you saw from NASA, you know, the wheel right. of, reel of reel tapes. You know? yeah. you turn on the, every song. Every time you hit the, you hit the, uh, the unlock buttons, do you hear the woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Like it's automatic. Every song, it every song has to be re-recorded on vinyl, then put up digitally for me to listen to. Okay? Yeah. Has to be put on vinyl, then converted digital, then uploaded to the cloud, and then put on my phone. Speaking of vinyl, I heard the most – the greatest descriptive word for what vinyl music sounds like, and it's earthy. Like he said it. And I go, what? And I'm like, no, you know what? That kind of makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. It does kind of make sense. It's like when you try to when you try to put a ver or an adjective to just you know to, to something, it's usually like, shut up. And you're like, earthy kind of sounds right. And I told him, oh, shut up. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I actually stopped him. I was like, earthy. Yeah. <laughs> if you could, I think you got something. If you could describe something, I think that would be correct. <laughs> That's right. Good for you. <laughs> Here's a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, this is our, we are going to be talking about Comic-Con uh, 2019 uh, for our main topic this week. But of course, uh, like always, we're going to hit up, we've got a few short takes this week. So Adam, why don't you kick it off? So during an interview last week, John Favreau uh, revealed that he and his team are working on scripts for the second season of the live-action Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. No, the first season hasn't debuted yet and won't for another few months. Why is this not that weird? You will probably see more of these coming from Disney Plus in the beginning. Many of their originals will probably get multi-season orders to get content on their Disney Plus service until it's running. Then, like with Netflix, you will see them decide a single season at a time. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're starting a service from the bottom up. They don't really have the luxury of, <laughs> of, yeah, of being picky. Exactly. And at the same time, you know, it's like... They it know take, it's going to be popular anyway, so it doesn't right. matter. And also, yeah, I know, it's a Star Wars, so it's kind of like a built-in thing. And, and to, to be honest, you know, it's like when you're, when you're commissioned a show, it takes a while to get the writer room together. It takes a while to get scripts made get filmed, get it edited and get done. So usually you're looking at about a year out. So, you know, here And I think too Disney is one of those rare um producers of entertainment that actually can notice when something is going to sell. Yeah. Like they'll see it and go, "Yes, people will enjoy this." Yeah. Like a lot of other ones don't know how to do that. Like they'll go, "Yeah, people will like this shit, right?" Like, "No, mm-hmm. people don't." The same book they gave us, Cop Rock. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, when you think about it, you're like, oh, okay, they got the first season out. And then if you say, okay, you get a second season, one, you get the people invested so they'll tune in because they want to see what happens in season two. But you also give them a lead time so they can have 
a new series out by a year. In a year, they'll be like, okay, here's the next season. So it's it it, it creates a good um, momentum for a lot of their shows. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if a lot of those Marvel shows start doing the same thing where it's like one or two seasons and, uh, you know, get them to try maybe even to film them at the same time so they can have them both out. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, we all remember the 80s animated movie, the Transformers the movie. Not to mention, we all want a Unicron to be released as a toy by Hasbro. Well, Haslabs has developed a large size version of the planet eater and it's being crowdfunded if you can if they can get nine thousand orders of 4.99 a piece you can get your own unicron that transforms it is an amazing piece of work and you can see the pictures on the site the lazygeeks.com uh looks fucking great like it looks like that old school shit that used to come out too yeah but you know what it reminded me of is um those gundams that people put together oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the level of detail was up there. Yeah. And it better be for 500 bucks. <laughs> Those Gundams don't play either with the price. Right. But um, yeah, it looks super dope. Yeah. and I, Steve I, is going to buy seven of them and <laughs> put them in every room and stuff. Exactly. Because, you know, <laughs> you got to. <laughs> Unicron can only fight Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, this one, <laughs> I don't know who's right. It's most likely not AT and T. If we have, AT- to, if we're gonna do like you know, most people default to, oh well, it's the man's fault. We're gonna just automatically default that it's AT and T's fault. <laughs> but AT and T makes a good point though, and I'll see if it's in the little blurb that um, Stephen has so eloquently uh, penned. AT and T hasn't had a good year since their deal with Time Warner went through. DirecTV saw price hikes, even though they promised they wouldn't. Warner Brothers Studios is going through some major changes. Their TV series, their TV service has hit with a Nexstar blackout. And now their television services are getting blacked out once again by CBS. After negotiations failed between the two, CBS channels is more than a dozen different markets in more than a dozen different markets, um, including Los Angeles and New York. I uh, have gone dark on DirecTV, DirecTV Now, and AT&T U-verse services. Fortunately, it's summer, so it isn't a major loss, but football season is around the corner, and that is when things will change. So the point that AT&T made, but because it's AT&T saying it, I'm like, okay, was <laughs> – um, basically, in layman's terms, they said customers keep crying that things are too expensive. So what CBS is charging – is too much. And I'm like, okay, you do make a good point, but you just came off of raising prices right. on everything else. Right. So that's not suited. That's doesn't follow in your historic record of what you do. Yeah. You know? So I think you're just going, we love the customers. Wink, wink. But the thing is, is that, you know, with when it was time Warner, when it was AT&T or, you know, dish network or something, it's always there. They want to charge us out you know, outrageous amounts. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the providers themselves, you know, DirecTV or Time Warner or whoever always ends up jacking up the service, nickel and dime, you know, here and there. And then suddenly it's like, oh, they want to charge us more for this ridiculous. You know what? If you didn't have them, you wouldn't have a business. Like, it's- Well, then you have CBS was flexing to their, listen, AT, we're charging for quality entertainment. Right. And AT&T is trying to undercut. Like they weren't even saying that they were coming in on a deal. They were just going, listen, this is what it costs. Right. For quality. All right. <laughs> and at the same <laughs> time, I mean, in, in the end, if you really, really miss CBS, CBS All Access, 
One price for a year. Yeah. Was it 70 bucks? And that's another thing too, because CBS All Access hasn't been doing bad. No. They've been they've been on an uptick because they're pushing more Star Trek out. Now they're kind of betting on all the same horse. Right. But they but are they do live. have a lot to offer on that streaming service. And you can watch so, live, which is nice. Exactly. And you can watch live. So you can watch the whole fucking channel anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people who really want CBS, they'll go pay for it. And in the end, I mean, if the DirecTV and AT&T and all that stuff, you know, is too much, cut the cord. You can buy – a lot of these channels are free on Hulu. A lot of people even fuck with this anymore. Well, like, who- Sometimes it's just easier to have that instead of, you know, all the different services. But in the end, it's like sometimes your sanity costs <laughs> – your sanity has a price. Right. <laughs> uh, easier, but what kind of – the money, dude. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's ridiculous now. Like someone tells me, well, how much do you pay – for like Hulu Hulu TV, uh, Hulu TV is like fifty bucks. I said I I pay like fifty five because I started getting it again. I was like I would pay fifty five because I had the Spanish channels, and um, you know, that's ridiculous. That's what I pay for cable. I'm like uh huh before equipment costs, right? Because you're paying twenty for your DVR, right. ten for every other box, your it's franchise like, fees, your FCC fees, right. all that stuff. It's like an additional ten to fifteen bucks on top of that. You know. Cable is cheap for that first introductory year. Yeah, and, and it's like going, yeah, but what channels do you have comparative? You know, for 50 bucks, it's like I pay 20 with uh, Spectrum for their digital, and I get AMC. You know, I get Comedy Central. I get the, some of the channels that I like, but there are other channels that I really want, but I have to go to other, you know, but then it's like, yeah, but then Netflix, Hulu, and all those fill those gaps, you know? Right. So. All right, go ahead and read this snoot, the next one. I almost gave it away. <laughs> go ahead and read the next one real quick. Um, I'm going to tell my daughter to shut up. Okay. Because she's been shouting for like 20 minutes. Hold on. All right. So Snoopy is coming to Apple TV+. Peanuts Worldwide and NASA recently signed the Space Act Agreement, which builds on a partnership that, the, that first began during the Apollo missions in the 1960s. NASA even went so far as to name the Apollo 10 Command and Lunar Modules Charlie Brown and Snoopy, respectively. The new show will be a STEM-focused series in collaboration with NASA designed to spark curiosity and excitement for space exploration among students. The show will focus on Snoopy attending to achieve his dream of being an astronaut along with Woodstock. And Charlie Brown and the gang will back him up from mission control. Now, in related news, a recent poll shows that a majority of kids want to be an internet celebrity, more, want to be more an internet celebrity than an astronaut, which isn't surprising since they can get be more fam- they can be more famous by going on YouTube saying the world is flat as opposed to going into space and realizing <laughs> the truth. Yeah, it's easier to be a moron. Yeah, and you, and more people follow you for that. It's so funny. I, I was watching a thing about astronauts where a lot of people want to be an astronaut until they realize that they all have like PhDs in something yeah. and they were fighter pilots <laughs> and just like they're like super – they're like the, the best of the best. Right. It's the right know? stuff. I mean it, it's really what that is. And you know, I do the same thing. Like it was like it, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I want to be in Starfleet. Oh, wait. I got to know physics and astrometrics and yeah, no. It's, it's, yeah, I'm all right. I'll just go back to – seeing if you want to supersize that <laughs> right <laughs> that's that's the level of giving a fuck i have <laughs> right. You know. all right so we'll g- jump into headlines i'll do the first one because i'm sure you'll want to do the second one 
Okay. Um, so this week, plus I have shit to say about this one. So this week, FaceApp made its return to spawn another round of aged photos for people to see online. The app was released in 2017 without re- a real worry. But since people discovered in 2019 that it was created by a Russian company, the big news outlet started running stories with Russia is behind the face app and you should learn and you should learn what they're doing with your privacy. Senator Chuck Schumer started the panic because old people don't understand how social media works by asking that the FBI to investigate into how they are handling your personal data. Reuters said, however, there's no evidence FaceApp is providing user data to the Russian government. The company told TechCrunch that it only uploads the photos users want to edit. It, quote, never transfers any images from your phone to the cloud, end quote. It admitted that it might store the user's photo in the cloud in case they want to edit it repeatedly, but that it deletes most images from the server within 48 hours. Further, it denies that it even transfers users' information to Russia, telling the publication that its cloud-based processors use Amazon Web Services and Google Cloud. Since Democrats are still sore about the Russian email hack of 2016, all they need to see about this is that Russia is somewhere in the notes. Many tech observers say that, that this is good that we are now concerned about privacy, but we shouldn't be worried about FaceApp. If people want to truly be worried about their privacy, they should be looking at, com- at companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and those domestic ones and fall and not fall for the red scare that uneducated people seem scream about. Let the uned- leave the uneducated for Trump. Yeah, I mean, Steve and I were talking about this and um they're all bad. Like it's I don't really give a flying fuck if Russia's and I don't care. Really, the Russia part of it doesn't really make any as, difference as to me. As we all said, you're not that important. Right. And <laughs> We're not into you, Russia. You know, get the fuck over it. Um, but the problem is, is that it's easier to damn FaceApp right. than it is for Google and Amazon and Facebook because people don't want to do that because they want to use it. Right. They want to look the other way because, God forbid, you can't search something on Google or, God forbid, you can't have a Facebook feed to follow your friends. Or God forbid you can't order something and have to wait longer than a day yeah, for and, it to show up at your house. And the funny you know? thing was is that I was watching um, PBC, PBS NewsHour, and uh, that's where I'm at in life. Um, I'm watching PBS NewsHour, and the, this lady brought in um, a spokesperson from uh, a company that deals with digital privacy. And she – repeatedly tried to get him to say that we should be worried about FaceApp. But he just kept saying, no, he goes, this is good that we're bringing up privacy, but we really shouldn't be worried about FaceApp. We should be really worrying about the other ones. The problem is, is that what everybody's reading the terms of service now is the same terms of service you sign when you sign for iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Snapchat. All of those terms of services are all the same. And they do, and they say like, "Oh well, they can go law enforcement get them. They can get your shit here too. Like they just need to have a warrant. If you ever go and and you know people sit there and complain about your information, be there. Do you are is does your phone back up onto the cloud? Because whoever your company is, whether it be Microsoft, Google, or um, Apple, they have a lot of information off of your phone that's stored up there. 
So and nine times out of ten, the only reason it wouldn't back up on the cloud is because the person using it doesn't know how to set it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because they're like, I don't do that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I was really getting serious about privacy. And then I, and then I just came to the conclusion that I don't fucking care. Now there's certain things that I do care about, like just protecting my stuff from not the companies, but from other people. Right. Like you want to be, you know, locked down that way. But I, I was like, I'm just going to pick an ecosystem that is convenient and is the lesser of the evils. And that's what I did. So hi, Microsoft. How's it going? I was gonna say it's sad that Microsoft's <laughs> the better. Well, actually, Apple would be the, the better one. Right. But I'm not buying an Apple computer. Right. But yeah, you're not embedded in the Apple ecosystem. You know, right. and it's, it's it is it is easier to in to go with that. And to be honest, you know, between Microsoft and Apple, yeah, Apple is the more secure, but Microsoft really helps you lock it down, like allows you to lock it down. They're saying, hey, you can go further than this, but that's only if you want to. But, yeah. you know, and then there's other programs you can get to add on time. You can you can lock Microsoft down like fucking Fort Knox if you really want to. And then complain know. about how it, you have to go through so many, you know, uh, um, two fifteen authentication factors to unlock it just to get it. You know, just to see your porn. It's but like, also security starts at your router, my friend. Yes. Update okay. that. Bitch. Always remember that. Update that bitch. I had yeah. I hadn't updated my router in a while and I look and I'm like, holy shit, I'm like five versions behind. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I better update I, that page. I have a I have a personal, probably not even based in logic problem with apps like FaceApp or any app that wants to look at my face. I don't know why. I've never liked it. I just think it's weird and I don't like it. <laughs> but it doesn't matter anyway. Because, and I was talking to my friend about it, and I, I told him you're the you're the problem. And he goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "You had you have FaceApp, right?" And I, he goes, "I did, but I deleted it because it got boring." I go, "Okay." I said, "Didn't you scan my face the other day?" He goes, "Yeah, to make you look old." I'm like, "Uh huh." Did you ask me first? And he goes, "No." And I'm like, "There's the problem. It doesn't matter if you have it. it right. It's gonna be people are gonna shove it in your face anyway." So it's really no way to get away from it anyway. Yeah. Unless you live in the woods. <laughs> and there are some days, ladies and gentlemen, there are some days <laughs> <It's> <laughs> where like, I'm looking at plots of land just sighing to myself. It's like that meme that has that guy sitting in the waves where the waves rush around here is just like, I don't know what he's been through, but I understand. <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> you know, this this you just want to get away <laughs> from everything. I'd still have the internet. I'd, I'd have satellite internet just to get information. Right. You know. It's just and faster porn and porn. Of course. Of course. Come on now. <laughs> We're not the dark. We're not Ted Kaczynski here. We're not living right. in a cabin in the woods. What am I going to buy a playboy? Like, give me a break. <laughs> what am I an animal? <laughs> Jesus. So our next topic on the docket today, the Orville is moving to Hulu from Fox for its upcoming third season. The series will be available exclusively on the streaming service as a Hulu original in late 2020. Late 2020. McFarlane made um, the announcement Saturday during the show's panel at Comic-Con in San Diego. As for the decision to move the series, which was renewed by Fox for a third season in May, Deadline hears um, the show has evolved and production timelines have 
push delivery, making what was planned as a midseason debut difficult. The show has a passionate fan base, and Hulu was able to step in as a home where the show can continue. The Orville has been a labor of love for me, and there are two companies which have supported the vision in a big way. 20th Century Fox Television, where I've had a deal since the start of my career, and Fox Broadcasting Company, now Fox Entertainment, which has been my broadcast home for over 20 years, McFarland said in, anou- in announcing the move. My friends at the network underst- understood what I was trying to do with the series, and they've done a spectacular job of marketing, launching, and programming it for these past two seasons. But as the show has evolved and become more ambitious production-wise, I determined that I would not be able to deliver the episodes until 2020, which would be challenging for the network, McFarlane continued. So we begin, or so we began to discuss um, how best to support the third season in a way that, that worked for the show. It's exactly this kind of willingness to accommodate a show's creative needs that made me want to stick around for so long. I am hugely indebted to Charlie Collar and Fox Entertainment for their generosity and look forward to developing future projects there. And to my new friends at Hulu, I look forward to our new partnership exploring the galaxy together. I'm curious. Now, this show always seemed to have fucking scheduling issues. Like, I've never seen a show take so many days off. And I'm not saying fuck them for that. I'm just curious what the issue is. What can't they do in a timely manner that everyone else can? Now, I get it. It is an ambitious show. This is a sci-fi show is not... It's not sci-fi of yesteryear where the majority of it is just in a little set and you're, it's, it's more your imagination than anything else. Cause when TNG came out, that was super ambitious too. Right. Of course they made deadlines. So I don't, I just don't know. I don't know why, why is the third season of the show coming out in late 2020? Like, what are they doing? Well, it could be the, con- it could be the kinds of stories he wants to tell, which are going to be, and a lot of it seems to be what I've been kind of reading has been the visual effects area. Like the reason, yeah. remember when uh, they took that unexpected week off? Like they said, oh, yeah, no, knew this because we had to get more time because the visual effect, and it turned out to be the one with the Kalon invasion, you know? And so you can kind of understand that stuff, but it also depends on the timeline they're given. Like when do they go into production versus when they actually get to release it? Now, being on Hulu, allows them more flexibility like they can they can kind of do star trek discovery type of shit you know like they can yeah they can film it and then they can take their time with the visual effects maybe enhance them a little more make them a little cooler better and then you know that'll you know so then in the end you'd be like oh shit that was fucking amazing you know and but i get it but uh yeah i mean when you're a fan of a show it takes too long you're just like fuck why do we gotta now like you know we like we saw with you know, Star Trek Picard and we're like, fuck, we got to wait till next year. Like 2020 seems to be the sci-fi like end game moment. Like that, that's like everything. Yeah, tw- things are coming together in 2020. <laughs> like we're busy yeah, all year. Exactly. Like don't bother us when we're not doing the show. Cause we'll be watching something <laughs> during right. 2020. Don't even text me. Right. Exactly. It'll only be Adam and me going back and forth. Like, Holy shit. Did you see that? Oh my right. God. That was fucking amazing. There are some things that we're going to dis- that we're going to discuss in a moment that when it's on don't fucking communicate with me because <laughs> I will 
ignore you at the moment and then scold you after it ends. <laughs> like, do you know what's on right now? You exactly. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're going to feel bad. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You're going to cry. You'll be crying. All right. So, uh, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con 2019 happened this weekend. Uh, It was, it was funny because leading up to it, like every studio except for like, you know, uh, Star Trek, uh, the DC TV stuff, DC Universe, um, Paramount, uh, um, uh, uh, Marvel and all of them were the only ones there. A lot of studios, Sony, Universal, a lot of them abandoned ship. And, it, I, and in, in most instances, it made a lot less news coming out of there, but the news that did come out of there was pretty fucking cool. Um, so... Oh, real quick. Uh-huh. Something I really wanted to mention about the last story and I forgot. Wow. Um, the one thing I wanted Orville to do was expand their universe a little bit. Oh, right, right, right. And um, on the 17th, they released uh, the first um, Orville comic book oh, from yeah, Dark Horse. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And I'm excited about that shit. And I, I want to see more of that because I want to know more about, kind of like in Star Trek, I want to know how everything works in the universe that they're in. And I feel like they're going to tell a lot of those stories in secondary media. So, and I want to see Kelly in a lot less skimpier outfit and a lot more skimpier yes, outfits. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry for interrupting you. It was just one thing I really wanted to <laughs> <laughs> mention. Um, so, a lot of cool stuff came out of the Comic Con this weekend. Um, first up, Top Gun Maverick. So, we knew Top Gun was Top Gun Maverick was coming to Comic Con, which seemed a little weird. But then when Tom Cruise came out on stage and and talked to fans and and showed them the trailer for for it. I realized why he went to Comic-Con. It's because the majority of the new one and the original Top Gun was filmed in San Diego. Yeah. And Miramar and all that. So then I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was like, why are you going to Comic-Con? That just seems weird. Um, first off, I don't fucking care that it's 30-some-odd years later. I'm still going to watch this. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's a fighter jet movie. I know, right? (laughs) Fuck. The only person I know who hates Top Gun, because there's really two types of people in this world. People who have, who have, who like Top Gun and people who haven't seen it. (laughs) That's really it. Because everybody like, it's, it's, it's not a movie. Like you'll either like it, like, oh my God, that movie's so amazing. Or you'll be like, it's kind of dumb, but I'd love the movie. You know, I watch it and shit like that. But there's only one guy I know. And it was a specific set of circumstances that made him dislike this movie. He was in the military for 20 years in the Air Force, and he was a maintenance tech for the planes. And he hates pilots. Oh, Jesus. So there's that. He hates pilots because they're showboaty. And then there's a few – there's things in Top Gun that are not exactly accurate. And I'm like, yeah, because it would be fucking boring. Because it's a movie. <laughs> right. So he just doesn't understand how storytelling works. I t- I did I did kind of blow his mind though because I was like, so you're telling me that it's they didn't go through every checklist and shit. So you're upset. He goes, yeah, you don't just jump in there and fly off. And I go, okay. So when you tell someone a story, are you going to tell them every single thing you did, <laughs> or are you going to tell them the highlights? And he's like, well, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I mean. Like it was cool because like the way it opens up, 
I'm hearing the the, the top theme, the top theme, you know, theme coming up. Uh, you know the wow now 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 but I uh, but at the same time I'm like wow it's actually like a full on orchestra and I was kind of missing and they them. were being subtle with I it know, too it was very very light but at the same time I was like I'm kind of missing the old like synth <laughs> you know yeah, version rock of it, you band know? yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> it just needs a guitar we just need slash we need slash right they're like the plane flying in and on this lone mountaintop you see slash just ripping on the guitar just playing the top gun theme you know you can tell even from the trailer that just with the new um technology they have for movies that you're getting that sense of speed a lot more oh yeah like when he took off from the air the air carrier i was like oh shit (laughs) I mean, you see, like you see him move back, and then when it, you see it when it goes off the deck, and that bounce, you know, with his head when it, yeah, the ground. Just, I was like, damn, that's quick. I mean, I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, you know, that motherfucker's flying that plane. Like I know Tom Cruise, like he's, yeah. I know that motherfucker's flying that shit. So you're seeing a lot of him in the cockpit. So you're getting that different perspective that you didn't get in the original. You know, and, and you're getting this where you're just seeing the ships in the background. I'm like, going, oh, this is going to visually it's going to be fucking amazing. And it's Top Gun. So, you know, and Ed Harris, like Ed Harris was the commander. Like, I'm just like going, damn, like we're like, what do we have with Baldwin? Like his first captain in the first movie was bald. It was Strickland from Back to the Future. Sexy. And, yeah. That's you know, why. it's like we got Baldwin in here, but I'm looking forward to that. I really kind of was like what I when I heard Top Gun, I'm like, uh. and then when I saw it, then I heard the theme music. I'm like. I'm in. All right. Fuck yeah. it. You got me. <laughs> it's just going to be a fun movie. And I love, um, I've always loved fighter jets. Oh, me too. This who doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? And it, and any movie that's going to be all that. And if I don't hear danger zone, <laughs> like even if it's just on like a radio playing right, when he yeah. walks by, I need to hear it at least one time. Exactly. Danger. Um, <laughs> so the Jay and silent Bob, uh, reboot trailer came out. <laughs> And it just looks it looks ridiculously funny. Oh, like yeah. I I I know a lot of people it? are probably watching and going, What the fuck is this? Yeah. But I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Who's not in it is really what it comes to. Everyone's in it. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Smith, I love Smith anyway. Right. It just, as a person and a director. You know, he just seems like the coolest dude, you know, genuine and stuff like that. Recently coming off of that heart attack. Yeah. You know, and and he's still getting this movie put out. Um, it's just amazing. It's 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 amazing that this is even happening, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be ridiculous. I mean, I love, I, I love the concept that they're doing. Like fucking bat. Uh, what was it? Chronic uh, versus V Blunt Man. Blunt mm-hmm. Man V Chronic. You know, it's like doing that little take on DC. You know, and fucking Supergirls playing uh, uh, Chronic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Val Kilmer, I think, is playing Blunt Man. I was like, holy shit, you got Val Kilmer in there, too. Yeah. And fucking, um, what's his name's in the movie? The one who played Batman in BV- BVS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, yeah. We got, uh, Affleck's back. Affleck's uh, in every fucking Jay and Simon <laughs> Bob movie, which is cool. But the thing is, is that, like, the, the, they hadn't talked for 10 years. And there were rumors as to why they stopped because at first they, they, they had a falling out between him and Jennifer Lopez uh, because of what he had. Who hadn't talked for 10 years? Uh, Affleck and Smith. Oh. And um, they had a falling out before because he had made some remarks about 
Jersey Girl with him and you know and and J Lo and and uh, Affleck kind of took it personally. They they made that up. They made up, and then the last ten years they had had a, a falling out. But I from what I heard, it was Jennifer Garner didn't like Affleck hanging out with with Smith. Oh, because fucking Smith Smith isn't isn't a isn't that pretty boy image. Yeah, and, you know, because Garner's a very clean cut fucking person, right? You know, and so they had man the the fucking Smith world is nothing but pot and fucking <laughs> cartoons and shit, and <laughs> jokes and shit. Yeah, but so it was interesting that they hadn't talked for a, a while, and uh, when Affleck was doing a press. Uh, press for that Netflix movie Triple Frontier, which if you guys haven't checked that out, actually check it out. It's a pretty interesting movie. It, it doesn't follow all the same rules, and so, but it, it's it's not a waste of time. Uh, it's actually pretty good. And um, when he when Affleck was doing a uh, uh, press for that, the first thing the this entertainment reporter said, he goes, "So are you in the reboot?" And um, he said, Affleck, and he goes that Affleck smiled and said, "He goes, well, I'm available, but they haven't called." And uh, his producer had said, you need to call him. And he's like, you know, that's just, he's just being nice. It's stuff you say, you know, on the tour, you know, it's like, he doesn't mean anything. He says, and he hadn't written Holden McNeil, the character from Chasing Amy, Mm -hmm. in the script. He hadn't written him in there because of that, because of their whole fallout. And he said that him, uh, his producer, Mosier, his wife, and even his daughter were, yelling at him saying call him call him so he finally sent a text message out to him and he used this obscure uh conan the barbarian reference about you know uh at some point the jews jewels lose their luster and you know the king kind of looks out on his kingdom something like that and i actually understand that reference you do yeah because i love conan the barbarian (laughs) and uh and affleck replied of course you would think yourself as the king and and they started talking again, and he goes that, uh, you know, they patch things up, and they're, they're friends again. So he ended up writing an eight-page sequel to Chasing Amy, he said, uh, for this movie with him in it's it. like, why are you letting your fucking lady break up a friendship like that? Well, sometimes, you know, it depends on where, where you are in it, you know. She was hot, but was she that hot? <laughs> you know, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so you know you got him in there. I know Rosario Dawson's back in there. Um, it just look uh, Jason Biggs and fucking James Vanderbeek. Dude, yeah. I love that scene in the comic panel. Like, you, what do you think about the reboot? Okay, I'm gonna say this. It's gonna suck. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> who's gonna direct it? Kevin Smith. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I love about these movies. Is they're they're. I don't know. I've always thought Smith was really good at making something look chaotic. But it comes together in the end. Yeah. To, to and you kind of go oh, and everything just kind of in a comedic way though. It's almost like he's um, who does that dramatically? There's some, there's a director that does that dramatically, well, I and I remember Quentin making usually, this point a long time ago, and I, know, I can't remember. I know Quentin Tarantino usually does that. Yeah, I think that's who. I, like everything's all over the fucking place. And then it all just kind of sinks together in this like wonderful way. And I think he does that with comedy. Yeah. And, and it's weird. But I've noticed that he's a, uh, you either love him or you don't. Yeah. Like th- there's people that go fucking Smith movies are dumb. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't know shit. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. 
and now we got uh, Terminator Dark Fate had their their panel, and Edward Furlong is making his return to yes, yes. the Terminator franchise as John Connor, which is nice because we haven't seen him since Terminator 2, which is still the best Terminator movie because this film is supposed to follow up uh, after T2 knocking out saying all the other ones didn't happen, which I'm okay with. Um, but well, it, the third, the third one wasn't the best, but it did have a lot of stuff that explained things in it. Yeah. Like and the fact if you that, had the DVD, yeah, it would explain why, um, Schwarzenegger has an accent apart from him actually having the accent <laughs> right. it explains why the Terminator has it. It explains, um, why he's aging. Like it explains a lot. Like yeah. it and I, I feel like three deserves more respect than the two that followed it. Yeah, that's just that's my opinion. You know, I th- I think three is is a is a solid third entry <laughs> in a trilogy because usually in a trilogy the third one's the weakest anyway. Right, right. You know, I I don't know. I th- I think it gets too much hate. My opinion. So <laughs> who gives a fuck, right? You know, <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> who asked <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck me i guess it's not like i'm on the podcast or anything you know whatever <laughs> uh are we still talking about this or are we moving on no, okay no. new x-men title coming from marvel comics this one i actually forgot to check <laughs> um <laughs> excalibur series uh lead marvel's dawn of x so right now there's a big series happening or um or ending House of X and Power of X, which this makes me want to go back and go into those X-Men titles because Jonathan Hickman is going to be behind a couple of these titles. So, like, I'm kind of like, okay, you got me. And Gary Gary Dugan, who wrote probably one of the, the more popular uh, recent Deadpool runs, uh, is doing Marauders, I think. So they're basically, this. They're, they had the, uh, what was it, Extermination, like last year. And then they're doing a House of X, and they're kind of cleaning up the X Men universe. And now, it needs it too. Yeah, it, yeah. If anything needs of cleanup, it's the X Men. So they're relaunching the original X Men title with uh, Jonathan Hickman, which is nice. Uh, I'm and I'm uh, the link in the show notes is going to be for CBR, and uh, so I'm just going to read the quick snippet. It's going to be uh, the X Men find themselves in a whole new world of possibility, and things have never been better. Jonathan Hickman and superstar uh, Lin um, Yu uh, reveal the saga of Cyclo- Cyclops and his handpicked squad of mutant powerhouses. That goes on sale on October uh, in October 2019, and the cover art looks cool because it actually looks like old school Wolverine, old school Cyclops. Yeah. On that, do you want to go with the next one? Yeah, my bad. I, I guess I just missed that one. I got excited <laughs> when I read it, too. I was like, what? <laughs> um, so, Brandon, I know this one. Uh, how do you say his last name? I always forget. For... Is it Brandon Ruth? Or oh, Roth? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm talking about the in the uh, X-Men stuff. Did you want to? Oh, that's it. God damn you. <laughs> I got all excited. He's like, oh, cool. I'm going to talk about something that I know. Um do, do, do. Let me scroll all the way up because I was skimming it. <laughs> Where the fuck were you? You talked about the original X Men one. X-Men okay, one. so Excalibur, right? Yeah. Okay, let's just make sure I'm on the same page. I apologize. <laughs> I was already looking at the next one. Um, Mutant Kind. 
has always been special, as has their relationship with the world or worlds around them. Very clever. As this new era dawns, a new connection forms between mutants and the magic of the world and the other world. Can the new Captain Britain, oh shit, forge a new way through the chaos with his companions Robe, Gambit, Jubilee, Richter, and Apocalypse? It's Excalibur number one, written by Tinney, okay, yeah. Howard, um, uh, penciled by Marcus Two, and covered by Mahmoud um, Asar. Um, that one comes out on October 2019. Captain Britain, I'm all for it. That's yeah. a character that doesn't get enough respect. Oh, I know. That's like so, when I saw that too, I was like, oh, Captain Britain? Nice. Right. Uh, we got Marauders, and uh, this one's written by Jerry Dugan, uh, Matelo Loli, and covered by Russell uh, Dodderman on sale in October. Uh, Even in the glorious dawn, mutant kind faces hardships and oppression from their human counterparts, led by Captain Kate Pride. Uh, and funded by Emma Frost and the Hellfire Trading Company, Marauders Storm, Marauders Storm, Pyro Bishop, and Icemen sail the seas to protect for, of the uh, the seas of the world to protect those hated and feared. So, looks like a pirate. Mm. It sounds like a pirate comic. <laughs> kind of. This one has like a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe yeah, to it. Could be like not a knockoff, but just that kind of like you know more of a fun comic. You yeah. know. Um. New Mutants number one. Issue one's written by Jonathan Hickman and Ed Brisson. And then issue two's written by just Jonathan Hickman, penciled by Rod Rise, and cover also by Rod Rise. This one's coming out in November 2019. The classic New Mutants, Sunspot, Wolf, Wolfsbane, Mirage, Karma, Magic, and Cypher, get together with a few new friends, Chamber and Mondo, um, to seek out their missing member and share the good news, a mission that takes them into space alongside the Star Jammers. No idea who any of those people are. I, n- <laughs> I never really read the X-Men. I know who was in the cartoon, <laughs> and that's about it. But uh, uh, that sounds cool. So Fallen Angels, we've got written by uh, Brian Edward Hill, uh, pencils by Simon uh, Karansky, covered by Ashley T- Witter. And this one comes out in November 2019. Psylocke finds mm-hmm. herself in a new world of mutant kind, unsure of her place in it. But when a face from her past returns only to be killed, she seeks help from others who feel similar to get vengeance. Cable and X-23 join Kawan uh, uh, on a personal mission to, that could jeopardize all mutant kind. And then um, X-Force number one. They really are rebooting everything. Yeah. Um, X, X-Force number one, written by Benjamin Percy, penciled by Joshua Kassara, and covered by Dustin Weaver on sale November 2019. X-Force is the CIA of the mutant world. Nice. One half intelligence branch, branch and one half special ops. Beast, Jean Grey, and Sage on one side, Wolverine, Kid Omega, and Domino on the other. In a perfect world, there would be no need for an X-Force. We're not there yet. I'm down for this new X-Force, dude. <laughs> that sound the characters alone, bro. Wolverine and Domino, you're like, oh, shit. It just looks great. I love Domino. Oh, I think yeah. that's a that's an underplayed character for me. That's nice that they're bringing her back. Yeah. Well, she got a little. I think she got more popular with the Deadpool, the new Deadpool coming more into the mainstream. Yeah. Um, because she's she's a heavy Deadpool character. Yeah. So, because technically he is 
an X, like in the X Men zone a little bit. Right. He isn't an X Men. He's X Men adjacent. He's X Men adjacent. Thank you. All right. Now you can get into this one. Thank you. So, anyway, back to my original question. Is it Ruth or Roth? Roth? It's Roth, isn't it? Brandon Routh. Routh. Thank you. Brandon Routh. Returning as Superman in Crisis Kingdom come Superman. This is super good, <laughs> super exciting, and just super sexy. You understand <laughs> me? Um, I, I, I always said, and you've agreed with me, he made such a good Superman, but he was just surrounded by a horrible movie. Yeah. You know, and it's um, it was a real shame that they couldn't they couldn't continue that because it was just a continuation of the um, the original movies, which right. I thought that was so interesting to do. Um, he just came back and looked different, yeah. basically, is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's going to be um, then in the big. Uh, the fucking what do they call him? The big event. A crisis. It's happening. Crisis of Infinite Earth. We're having um, the all the all the all of them are crossing over on um, the good old WB there, and he's going to be from one universe where he's Superman, obviously. Which is uh, which was great when I heard that that he's going to be the Adam and Superman, and they're going to have the guy that plays Superman in the CW universe there too. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, like I really can't wait to see that, and the fact that he's going to play Kingdom Come uh, Superman. And by the way, if you haven't read that series. Oh my God, the art alone! Oh my God, and written by Mark Wade, uh, great fucking serious time travel storyline. Um, just really, really, really awesome. You guys should check it out. There was Kingdom Come, and then there was the there was another one that came after that. Um, I think that was the yeah the second one was the time travel story, um, but. Kingdom Come is really going to be cool. I, I'm really kind of interested. It was cool, too, because when they announced that he, um, at the panel, he's going to be coming back as, with this, um, as Superman, you know, everybody's going nuts, and they're like, you know, do you want to reveal what you're coming back? And he opened his shirt, and he had the Kingdom Come yeah. S on his shirt when he opened it up. So it's like, that's going to be cool. I'm really excited to see him, and maybe we can actually get the Superman credit he deserves, you know? Because really he really was, he's such a. I've watched that movie multiple times only because of his performance. Oh yeah, I loved it. Because the movie him. is not good. No, no, it's <laughs> it's definitely not. And I loved it for him. Oh, and also some other news for that. Um, also, this is going to happen in Batwoman that I read, but it's also going to be in Crisis of Infinite Earth. Burt Ward, if that name sounds familiar to a lot of you, mm. it's because he played Robin in the '60s series Batman. He will appear, there's no, we don't know how, what character or how, he's supposed to make an appearance in both Batwoman and in Crisis of Infinite Earths. Also, John Cryer, who last season played Lex Luthor in um, Supergirl, will be returning for Crisis of Infinite Earths as well. So, they seem to be pulling everybody. And um, what I'm actually really excited for is, if they're going to pull people that played their characters before, we, this is going to be interesting. Like, I would love to see them pull. I would love to see them pull Dean Kane as Superman back in there. Like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to see some of those kind of connect all the CW, WB, and even just fringe kind of characters back in. You know, yeah, it would be kind of cool for them to kind of say, like, see, this all exists in this multiverse. So there you go. 
So yeah, they're having they're just having a fucking ball um, right. with those shows, and I'm 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 happy that it's doing so well, and that this this event looks like it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. So. All right. So, some say this is a surprise. I'm not so sure that it's a surprise. Agents of Field is coming to end next season with season seven. Um, Listen, that's a solid fucking run, though. Seven, seven seasons? seasons. Seven seasons. Come I on. mean, yeah, that's a that's a surprise. I'm surprised it got to seven seasons because uh, I, I never watched it. I think I watched the first season, but it, from what I heard, it was just a mess. Yeah, like it never really made sense. Yeah, and the fact that even you know, spoilers if you haven't watched it, Coulson is dead, and the guy that plays Coulson is the baddie in the show now. Um, oh, and uh, so next season is going to be its last season. Now, it, some people say it's a surprise. One, I'm I'm saying it's not a surprise because why are they going to have a network show when they're going to have DC Plus? Not to say that they're going to move Agents of Shield over there, but they're able to kind of uh, Marvel, Clean up. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel TV, and Disney or Marvel Entertainment have always been kind of in a clusterfuck. Because remember the whole it's all connected kind of thing, but yet you never saw anybody from the movie spill over into Agents of Shield or vice yeah. versa. And the same thing with the the Marvel Netflix movies, you know, they never spilled over anywhere else. Um, I think th- this way going under Disney, under Disney plus, they'll be able to do shows and have them kind of touch back and forth with each other. So I think that's going to be cool and that will work out well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not really surprised that it's going to end next season because the end of this year, I think is when Disney plus comes out. So, I mean, Disney really won't want any, you know, it just, it's I don't 70, think it was doing seasons. all that great anyway. No, they, I mean, you know, every show by season seven and eight that unless you're pulling in fucking big bang theory or friends numbers, you're not going past seven because you have to, the thing is with TV shows too, is that they get expensive. The, they get expensive because the actors want to get paid more every season. Yeah. You know, because they're like, if you want me to keep doing this, you're going to have to sweeten the pot. You're going to, you're going to need to, you know, negotiate, renegotiate contracts and stuff like that. And yeah, because the TV show to me always sounded more intense. The work, the workload was more intense than a movie, you know, because a movie, yeah, you might be filming for a few months and it's solid, but a TV show never stops. Like you're just constantly filming Yeah, six days a week. You know, right. nine months out of the year, that, that's a 13 lot. hour days, you know, yeah. wh- whatever they have to do. It depends on the show. 16 hours you know. usually. Cause like I right. know with, uh, arrow, they, they say that they work about 14 to 16 hour days, six days a week. And same thing with, uh, star Trek was the same way. So it's like, you know, nine months out of the year. That's, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Well worth it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but is um, Iris okay? Cause that's really what it comes down to. Right. <laughs> so, but DC, on the other hand, <laughs> and I was just kidding. Um, Doom Patrol got renewed. I'm not surprised. This show's fucking amazing. It was super popular. Like, they never, I don't think DC releases ratings or whatever, but you can always tell just the buzz online. Like, every Doom Patrol episode, people were just fucking on it. Like, they were talking about it. It was a big thing. Every major website would talk about that episode, you know. Right. It kind of so came in under the radar for a lot of people. And even for us, like we weren't sure about it. Like, we're like yeah, I'll check it out. Because no one knew who the Doom Patrol, like I knew who the Doom Patrol was, <laughs> but I, I had never really read them. And then I, I, re, I remember it. I'm like, wait, Grant Morrison kind of brought them back. 
And then I was into, I'm like, well, if Graham Morrison thinks they're cool, then they're probably cool. <laughs> like that's, that's, that was my, that's my thought right. on, on most things. Graham Morrison likes it. Oh, okay. Well, well then, then it's maybe I got to check shit. it out now. <laughs> right. So, um, and yes, it was the shit and it's, um, I can't wait for the second season. If it's, if it is even equals the quality of the first season, we're in for a fucking a great time. One you thing know, because that, it was just great. One thing that's interesting about Doom Patrol is season two is going to be on DC Universe and HBO Max. So, really? Yeah, they're going to put them on both services. Now, some people are saying that, yeah, most likely more people will obviously, you know, get more exposure to them on, on HBO Max. Uh, same thing I think is going with Titans. Is also going to be going over there when when it comes out. And it sounds like they're going to be canceling the shows on they, DC Universe. They said for right now everything's staying the same, but I, yeah, but I would say that that's probably not going to hold for a while. Uh, once DC, once HBO Max gets up and running, they may revamp it. Maybe keep the comic books up there or do something. Maybe do like what we were talking about. If it's just six ninety nine for just the comic books, and then yeah. move the move the shows over there, or if you want both, you can still get them, but. You know, it, it's where, and to be honest, AT&T is a whore, so they'll probably keep, they could keep both up there. And yeah. if they can reap we'll more get money, money coming from everywhere. We'll get money from know. both sides. Who gives a shit? You know, make it right. rain, bitch. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so, so that should be cool. So it's going to be out in 2020, they said. So we'll have to see when that comes out. We still have, what, uh, did Swamp Thing finish already? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I only saw the first episode. So, and we still have Stargirl and, who knows what else is coming out after that? Uh, but sticking in the DC realm, Batman Beyond is getting remastered in Blu-ray and coming out in October. Finally. Finally, yes. Like, seriously. Well, I mean, it was only a matter of time because they just did, what, the Batman the Animated Series and released that on Blu-ray? Yeah. So... um you know, the little snippet that I have here from the press releases, in addition to the newly remastered Blu-ray presentation of Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, there are 15 featurettes on the bonus discs highlighted by two inside looks of the beloved television series led by Nostalgic Tomorrow, a gathering of Batman Beyond production talent cast led by executive producer Bruce Timm, actors Kevin Conroy and Will Fred Friedy, Friedel. Uh, the voice of Batman and Terry McGinnis, respectively. The bonus disc also co- spotlights four episodes with audio commentary from Tim and selected members of the production cast. So it's supposed to go, the digital copy will be available for 50 bucks in the U.S. and 60 bucks in Canada, while the box set will be sold for $99.99 in the United States and $119.99 in Canada. Uh, so pre-orders in the U- pre- U.S. pre-orders are now available. There's going to be a Funko Pop in the box set for uh, Batman Beyond. So, if you like the Funko Pops, there you go. I would only get Funko Pops if I could immediately have a wall of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it always looks weird when you have one or two, but when you have a whole bunch of them, you know? I own one Funko Pop, and it's the Joker from the Suicide Squad movie. Oh, <laughs> because someone bought it for me for Secret Santa one year at work and it's sitting on my desk at work. And everyone goes, so you got the worst Joker? And I'm like, he had he wasn't that bad. I, kinda <laughs> like, liked, I, kinda I, like, I thought he was interesting. I like the take of that Joker. He's just, again, surrounded by a horrible fucking movie. Yeah. And actually, Suicide Squad wasn't all that bad, but this isn't what we're talking about. Right. 
Um, so next up is the Watchmen uh, trailer for the new HBO series. It looks interesting. It, it looks like um, it's basically if it, it builds on that whole masked heroes or vigilantes or vigilantes are 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 outlawed right. kind of thing. And um, it looks like it's um, remind me if I'm or correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like it's in, it's not set in the same time period. Like it's in the they they're more remembering the original Watchmen. Yeah, because they they had said that it wasn't a direct adaptation. It's supposedly an adaptation in the spirit of it. It's just um, in the same universe. In the or same whatever. universe that it is, and um, I don't know. I kind of like Regina King. She's gonna be a badass in that. Yeah, in that. I do movie. too. You know, she's. You know, you're looking at her, and you already look at her, and you're like, "Oh fuck no, don't fuck with her. She will fuck your shit up." <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about it. It looks pretty cool. I like that they teased Doctor Manhattan um, mm-hmm. at the end of it, but because uh, he would be the only one that would still be in fighting form, right? You know, um, but I don't know. It's 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 a di- it's going to be a different tone, like you or to the Watchmen tone. Um, it's it's this trend now where we're making superheroes much more grittier on tv and and more realistic and they have a lot of issues and stuff like that and and that's cool you know if if you're into that then definitely you might want to check this show out um sometimes i'm not though to be honest i think it's just the the problem the growing up a dc fan i don't want flawed heroes sometimes i just (laughs) want oh shit there's a problem the justice league have arrived (laughs) you know there's no oh we're fine now okay great yeah, since I just want I want that paint by numbers story. I mean, but, um, sometimes this, you just want to see Aquaman high five a dolphin, you know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but the the you know this this is probably going to be good if they can keep the story going. That they have a lot of material to draw off of. Um, so hopefully they don't fuck it up. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, speaking of Aquaman high fiving a dolphin, the Harley Quinn animated series yeah dropped their trailer. Uh, during Comic-Con with Kaylee Cuoco. That's uh, Penny from Big Bang Theory voicing the Harley Quinn character. Um, looks fucking ridiculous. It just looks fun. <laughs> it does. So it's it's a cartoon, not for children. Definitely not for children. Um, but it's it just looks amazing. Like it looks it looks like it's it's one of those things that you're gonna want to see and just laugh the whole fucking time. It's R-rated, so you're gonna get the Harley Quinn you want. <laughs> I love R-rated animation too. Like I, it's so funny that there's still people today that when you say you you're watching an animation, they go, "You're watching the cartoons that for kids." Like, are you fucking serious? Right. Like, how I feel so bad for you and how much you've missed out on. You know, like just some some of the greatest storytelling has been animated for me. So like, so, which Batman the Hush DC came movies out, alone. Batman Hush came out this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone can hear my kids screaming because they're all fucking animals. Yeah, I hear that. It's yeah. like, oh, somebody must have let the lions loose from their cages. Well, there's no parent on the other side of that. My wife's at the store. Uh-huh. And they don't realize what echoing is because <laughs> we have really high ce- ceilings. Uh-huh. So, you know, it is what it is. I have loud kids. What do you want? You know? <laughs> anyway, moving on to the best, the brightest, oh, wait, 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 the most wait, 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 exciting wait, 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 thing. I didn't get to say anything about Harley. Um, I don't care. <laughs> Just kidding. I thought um, you were done. My bad. No, um, I it does look ridiculous. It looks fun in a lot of ways. You know, uh, I like kind of the whole 
constantly. It looks like there's going to be that sexual tension between her and Poison Ivy, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, but it it looks a lot of fun in that part with Batman. Wow, that was fun. Can we do it again? No. Like I want to. I, I want to know who plays Batman. Batman looked a little little like an older Batman. It in did. This. It did. But the voice sounded a little Kevin Conroy ish. But his name wasn't his name wasn't in the credits. So you know, unless it's a one shot deal, like he maybe appeared in one episode or something. But well, hold uh, on, hold on. Harley Quinn. Who knows? Maybe it's up. Uh, not Birds of Prey. <laughs> Damn it. Which I'm also excited about, but they didn't really talk about. So, well, Harley. Yeah, Warner Brothers didn't bring any movies over there. No, they didn't because Warner Brothers fucking sucks dick. Um, where's the cast? Harley Catwoman. Oh, it doesn't even say. Yeah. A- um, Alan. Uh, Two, I fucking hate his last name too. The dude on fucking Doom Patrol, the bad guy, he right. plays the Joker. Oh, he's the Joker? Nice. Uh huh. James Wolk is Superman. Yeah, it doesn't say who uh, who's playing Batman yet. We'll just have to oh, wait well. and see. Yeah, oh well. Okay. I apologize, Steve, for <laughs> acting like your opinion didn't matter because it did, because <laughs> it matched mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So the thing that I. I'm giddily excited about like as a ch- it brought me to my childhood harder than has happened in almost a decade and for me it just brought me harder than i've ever felt in a long time <laughs> yes <laughs> the upcoming star trek picard series has a full trailer oh it's beautiful it's gorgeous um and it's just fucking amazing like i i love what they're about to do. I like, I love what the trailer is promising. Um, and, and honestly, if it's anything like the second season of fucking star Trek discovery in when we're talking about levels of quality and then what, what really, what really kind of, before we get into it too much, the reason why I'm a hundred percent on board to the point that if it doesn't do well, it's going to crush me. That's how much I'm into it right now is because we keep getting told that Patrick Stewart had said he would never come back to do Picard unless it was for something he felt was good for the character. And we hear that he signed on board for this almost immediately. So if he likes it, then obviously he's another Grant Morrison. Okay. If he likes it, then we should like it. Yeah. Cause he had said that it had to take Picard in a different direction. He didn't want right. to just rehash the seven years and the th- four. Cause movies. we've seen plenty of that. You're right. And it looks, you know, I mean, so a lot of people have been, a lot of online uh, sites have been saying it's as if they took every Star Trek fan's fantasy and threw it up on screen. And that's what I told Steve when he he sent me the thing. I was like, it's like they peered into my mind and made a show from its contents. Yeah. I mean, this is like a Star Trek fan's wet dream. Oh my Uh, God, dude. I mean... You know, he's out of Starfleet. We still don't know why. And he's, you know, said that he's never quite made Earth a home. And I love the fact he's looking out on the stars. You know, he kind of regrets not being out there. And you're kind of like, well, what kind of happened? And then you have somebody wanting his help. And then, you know, we get he starts putting together a crew to go and, and chase out. We see a Borg cube, which I thought was interesting. Then we see the cameos. Mm-hmm. seven of nine mm. and uh 
when I heard still hot as shit. Oh, too. I know. When I heard, what are you doing here? And then turn around. I'm like, oh shit! Literally, I like jumped up in my seat. Like, oh my god, they put seven of nine. And then at the end, where he's just like, I don't want the game to end. I can see that, Captain. And you're like, fuck data. Like, like oh shit! And we heard that Riker and Troy will be returning to the series. In fact, Riker begins shooting Picard as Riker came back to direct two episodes, and he had he had done that on his Instagram. And Picard had said during the panel that he starts shooting with Riker on Monday. So. Skate, 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 yeah, skate, It's skate. like, ah. Yeah. So, and, and somebody else is back that's in the credits, but we did, and was at the panel, but we didn't see in the trailer, Hugh. Yep. Hugh is coming back. A lot of people are theorizing that he's the person on the table being experimented on the, the, I've been going into the fan theories and yeah. one of them that I'm kind of thinking has the most merit is the Romulans are experimenting with Borg tech to reclaim the empire's glory. Because if, if we, if you've been paying attention, um, <laughs> not only did um, this is after nemesis where Picard saved um, the Romulan people from um his clone, but Romulus is destroyed. Yeah. Because it still takes place after the events of Star Trek 2009. Right. So the empire is pretty fucked. And, and with seeing this Borg stuff and we saw that someone's being experimented on the table and it didn't look entirely Starfleet because it was dark. That's always a tell for me. Section 31. Oh, it could be that too, mm. but I don't know the fan, the fan theory. And I'm not saying it's, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm on it. But the one that sounded merit, cause there's two of them that kind of made sense. It was that one. And then there was that seven of nine is section 31. Oh, it's in makes section sense 31 too. now, that makes which would make sense. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's a whole, and we're in a different age of star Trek. It's yeah. not going to be as clean cut. There's going to be some fucking intrigue and shit. Yeah. So it's like, Oh my God, I'm so fucking excited, dude. Like seriously, I can't wait for the show. <laughs> and this is uh, 2020. Also, early 2020, they said. And I want to know who um, the chick is. Because in the trailer, there's a there's a young girl. Um, damn, real young. Actually, the actress is 20. Um, who runs up on Picard and says, I don't know. You don't know me, but there's something inside inside me that tells me I'm safe with you. There's another fan theory on that that kind of sounded intriguing is that she's former Borg or is Borg or has Borg tech in her. So she's hearing the, the Borg cutest. tech that's in Picard. Yeah. Well, my, she's being drawn to him. I'm, my, my thought was uh, Borg human hybrid. Could be. You know, a la like BSG. It just sounds like somewhere along the lines. The Borg tech is evolving. Someone's right. fucking with it. Yeah. You know, and, and that cube could very well be the one um, at Battle 001. Yeah. Because what are they going to do? Just scrap it? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. You True. know, and then, True. oh, I got pointed out too. Um, there's a sign. When, when they show inside the cube, mm-hmm. there's a sign in English that says um, days since last assimilation. And then it's like 3,000, blah, blah, blah. Almost like last accident at a warehouse <laughs> right and someone said that's that days is almost exactly 16 years which is when nemesis came out so mm-hmm. a little a little, a little something 
to to nibble on. <laughs> I really do think that's the that's the board cube from Battle Zero Zero One. That's what I think. Well, we'll we'll find out next year. Um, we'll find out right fucking now. I'm gonna call them up. <laughs> um, also, what came out was released was they're bringing back uh, short takes, those yes. little ten minute uh, um, features that came out last year before uh, Discovery season two. They're doing it again this year with Star Trek short takes, but this time there's six. And according to um, uh, one of the reports that I read online, three, two of them are going to be animated. So I'm assuming they're going to probably have to deal with lower decks, which is supposed to also come out next year. And one of them is going to be a prelude to Picard. And the other three are going to deal with the Starship Enterprise. Or at least the crew from the Starship Enterprise. In the trailer, we see two of them, which it, uh, which has Spock, Ensign Spock, stuck in an elevator with number one. That whole bit was hilarious when Spock came on board. So what yeah. what operate what um, OS is the ship using? What kind of material? You know, where <laughs> and he's asking her all these questions and then saying that you know earlier. What do you say at the end? Like, do you like some? It was something do you, stupid. Do you like eggplant? <laughs> Yeah, it's like eggplant. <laughs> because they had said that you notice nobody ever talks in elevators. And uh then we have we have an a scene episode with Pike, which seems like he's under arrest or he's in trouble with Starfleet because he lost all credibility. And then he threatens that if this if this turns out to go downhill, you'll never see the inside of a starship again. So oh, yeah, because it was some some um some lower ranking person was in there with them and she yeah. wasn't listening to him. Yeah. She's and like, you're, you're fucking, your rank means nothing here. It's like, all right, bitch. Yeah. Like, wait till we get out. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, going, oh yes, I want to see Pike again. And then we had, I'm excited that, did you say that animated thing? Yeah. We have lower. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited that one of them's going to be that. And, uh, the other one is a triple storyline. And the great thing about that triple storyline is the guy that said that I made the greatest discovery um, is the guy that plays Archer, the voice of Archer in the series, the animated series, Archer. <laughs> so uh, um, I thought that's kind of funny because he's a, he's a funny guy. He's a comedian and he's, he's, he's a really funny guy. So I'm excited to see that. But um, yeah, so it, it's um, both the trailers are actually all of these with trailers and stuff are all linked in the show notes so you could jump right to them in case you missed them. But uh, I, I'm really, really excited for that. I really can't wait to see all of these and how these turn out. And uh, yeah, I just, it's going to be Star Trek next year, like Discovery and Lower Decks and Picard. It's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all there. Like, I am all there. In fact, I'm already fully there now. I mean, just just to let you guys know. Well, anyway, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm excited for the Enterprise ones. And then the, I like that they're branching out to the other series and, and doing something for that, too. So I think that's going to be um, good. It's just a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, a lot of Star Trek. You know, I had a brief argument with somebody where I was like, oh, I'm so excited to be card thing. And I have this friend from high school and he's my friend. I love the guy, but he is the most negative human being when it comes to entertainment. <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, it's going to be looks a lot better than Discovery. And I go, well, I like Discovery. 
but this looks really cool too. And he goes, why well, heard discovery was shit. And I go, wait, you haven't seen it, <laughs> but you out here talking shit. <laughs> All right, dude. And I just closed the chat. I was offended. I was like, fuck out my face. Uh, and of go course, ahead, man. and of course we have the big, the big reveal late yesterday, late Saturday, Marvel's phase four. So, they didn't just lay out Phase 4 in the films, but they also laid out the TV series, which a lot of them we knew where were coming, um, which still had some people grumpy. And I'm like, just shut up. I'm like, well, they didn't really announce anything new. It's like, shut up. It's like... Don't it's, talk bad about Marvel when Steve's around. <laughs> it's just... No, it's because <laughs> everything, even if Warner Brothers announced shit, you'd be bitching because, oh, well, we yeah. knew all that stuff. It's like, yeah. We did. So yeah, but they the organize it for you now. Yeah. So now you know so, when they're coming out. Yeah, so now you know when they're coming out and you know the exact titles and shit, so shut the fuck up. So we have the Black Widow movie, which is going to be the first of Phase 4 to come out, May 1st, 2020. Right. Um, this Supposedly, this is going to take place. They released a clip, which was essentially a fight scene with her, um, and it's supposed to take place after... Civil War, and during that time frame when they were like you know on the run or whatever, and we're also going to find out what the whole um, uh, um, oh god, what is it that she say? Reminds me of um, Budapest, and then yeah, yeah, and, and it's referenced a few times in the movies. We're going to find out b- what the deal is about Budapest, um. So that should be cool. And uh, fans of the movie, fans that attended Hall H got free Black Widow emblem hats while they were there, which would have been cool. Um, f- coming in, oh, did you want to go with the second one? Oh, yeah. Um, the, so for TV, uh, when we say TV, we always mean Disney Plus <laughs> in this list, um, is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which I, I, they could come up with a better name, I think, but that's fine. Um, fall 2020. I'm excited for that because those two are funny together. Yeah. Um, so that would be a nice little buddy cop movie show. That's what <laughs> I want it to be. Yeah, I know. It was funny because they said that they, um, at the panel, you know, they were there and uh, uh, Sebastian Stan, who plays the Winter Soldier, um, was, uh, Anthony Mackie handed him the shield. And he got to hold it for a second. Because remember, the Winter Soldier actually became Captain America for a short time. And he goes, and then quickly, Anthony Mackie took it back. (laughs) I didn't want him to get too comfortable with the shield. Um, After that, we've got November 6, 2020, The Eternals, which we kind of knew was coming. Um, The cool thing with this one, it's going to have uh, Angelina Jolie uh, and uh, Richard Madden. And uh, Kumal Nanjani, he's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of throw a lot of movie roles lately, so he's gonna be in it as well as Selma Hayek. Mm. So we have Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. So the movie's gonna look hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The first twenty twenty looks like not a bad year, but a quiet year. Compared to the, they're kind of easing us into it. Um, It does make sense that we only have one Disney Plus show because Disney Plus is new in 2020. Um, There'll be other shit that isn't Marvel, but I'm I'm kind of not super hyped for those two movies. Like I'm I'm happy for them. I'm not upset, but I'm not like oh I have to see them. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how that we'll goes. We'll see when the trailers come out and then we'll right. change. Uh, we'll, our minds will change. <laughs> now, one I am really excited about because it's something different is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, which is coming out February 12th, 2021. I heard about this coming out and I was like, oh, that's kind of dope. Yeah. It's basically Bruce Lee. Right. You know, and it's 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 going to redeem that bad television show they had on Netflix of um, what was his name? The Kung Fu dude. Uh, you see, we don't even remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Doesn't doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that show just wasn't that good. Oh, Iron you Fist. Know, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Okay. Yeah, it had its moments, but one of its biggest moments was that goddamn Japanese chick. But um, <laughs> it just wasn't that great. It wasn't implemented very well, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's I, I'm really excited for that. Um, and also too, uh. I feel, you know, we always scream about representation in Hollywood and it's always a black, um, a black thing like African-Americans. And yes, they deserve representation too. Where are the Asians at? Right. You know what I mean? They're, they're it's like the most numerous culture <laughs> <laughs> and they're, and they get swallowed up by, uh, Caucasian actors and shit. Nah, fuck all that. Let's, let's see some real, um, some real fucking Asians doing real Asian work. Yeah. <laughs> We have Simu Liu, who was cast on Tuesday to play. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he got cast on Tuesday to play the um, to play uh, uh, to play the lead role of uh, Shang Chi. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Lung is going to be playing the Mandarin, so we finally get to get that. And if you kind of watch it in the Iron Man movies, there's always been references to the Ten Rings. From the yeah. first film, you always there's always some reference to the Ten Rings, and of course in Iron Man three we had which was supposed to be the Mandarin, which a lot of people got pissed off about until you find out no, it's not the real Mandarin. It was just an actor hired to play. I wasn't pissed off about it because when I heard it was going to be the Mandarin, I'm like, isn't that too big? Yeah, of a villain for just a one shot. Like that, that's I feel the Mandarin needs to be a, a something that's like a um almost a Thanos level. Yeah. An earthly Thanos level. Like he's a big fucking villain. Yeah. You know, so I'm happy that they did that. I'm happy there was that little twist in there. Yeah, there was a little twist. So now we have the real Mandarin coming in. And, and it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, lo- I mean, just Ben Kingsley alone was just oh my God. great for that. And then we have Aquafina joined the film. Uh, so Aquafina is going to be in this movie. So it's going to be a very big. She's the, she's the funny chick from the the rich, crazy Asians movie, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, the, the yeah. blonde, yeah. And, that uh, chick is zany, dude. Oh, yeah. But um, she just has this new movie come out, a small indie movie where she's doing a dramatic turn. It's been getting a lot of good reviews for her. Oh, nice. So, uh, so yeah, so you have her. And so a lot of, a lot of Asian representation, which is great. So that'll be, that'll be cool to see. I'll be excited to see that just because I want to see, you know, how they pull that off. Because I'm, I'm really, I'm a, I, I'm a fan of the Mandarin. And um, I'd like to see how this, how this turns out. So the next one coming up for D, uh, Disney uh, Plus, WandaVision. And that, that name. <laughs> <laughs> they said it's a weird name, but when you see the series, you'll find out why. Um, and uh, 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 so all we know is that it, they said it's supposed to be the most different chaotic type of series. And you'll understand why. 
and in fact, it's going to be it's there's going to be something happening to uh, Wanda that is going to be tied into the next Doctor Strange movie. Well, I'm thinking that Vision isn't going to be physically there, right? And, and Paul Bettany says he goes, I don't know what's going on because last thing I heard, I died. <laughs> so like the like the AI or the 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 consciousness of Vision maybe will be in Wanda's head. Yeah, could because be. what the thing is is Scarlet Witch is one of the most powerful beings in the marvel universe right. like she's really fucking crazy yeah and but she they can don't really go, play her that way in the movie yeah and she can go really crazy and the the tv was, the, she was the fault for house of m wasn't she yeah if i yeah. remember correctly yeah yeah and she and, literally changed reality right of a dream <laughs> <laughs> and and so this and and having her do her own series like that would be really cool to kind of see yeah. that to see her kind of to really get into her power. And I, I think that will be really, really cool. Another um, TV series coming out in 2021 um, in spring is the Loki series. And I think we're all excited for that. Oh, yeah. Because he's like the most loved villain. If you can even call him anti-hero. I don't <laughs> yeah, know, I know what it's you like, could call him you anymore. You call but... him a villain. But, but the thing is, is that, you know, uh, it is the Loki from the Avengers Endgame, when he took the Tesseract and bailed, that's the Loki we're going to see. So, but that—that's my question. Isn't he dead? No, 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 no. Th- remember that alternate. Remember when they went to, in Endgame when they went to go steal the Tesseract, and then the the Tesseract got knocked out of the briefcase, and Loki looked around, picked it up, oh. and then vanished. Yeah, that's the Loki we're going to get. They go, so, so he's not going to be involved same. with everybody else. Right. They said this one is going to be not the Loki that we've known. You know, he's still going to be, he's going to be more, um, they said he's not going to be the one where he's kind of softened with Thor and, you know, sacrificed himself, you know. He's going to be a real like, fucking asshole. They go, he's going to be, he, yeah, they go, he's going to be mean. And probably after what happened in Avengers, he's going to be a little pissed off. <laughs> so, so maybe he'll be more like Loki from the comics, comics which I'm thinking. Is probably yeah, because because he was he was never truly evil, but he was pretty maniacal sometimes. Oh yeah, you know he could be talked down. I've I've I remember that, but he was he was always fucking on some next level shit. Yeah, so we're gonna see Loki, and I I think it's kind of cool for someone like Tom Hiddleston to go like, oh, so I'm gonna play Loki from from earlier, so we get to see that move, you know, instead of because after Avengers we just saw he was locked up on in Thor: The Dark World. So mm-hmm. now we get to see him kind of take his revenge or whatever. So that should be fun. The next one to come out in May 7th, 2021, which I'm looking forward to. Me too. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. And uh, uh, Derek Scottson, who directed the first um, Doctor Strange, is coming back. Obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch was also at the, at the panel. Um, and... This one, they said, there really isn't a whole lot they mentioned about it, but they did say that um, what happened to Wanda is going to be kind of tied into Doctor Strange. So there's going to be some link there, which is nice that we're going to see some linkage with the movies to the shows. So that'll be that'll be really cool. Um, but um, I'm looking forward to that just right around my birthday in 2021. So You know what? I might have, now that I have a driver's license again, <laughs> I know it's in two years, but I should go up there. We'll go see it together. Oh, that'd be nice. Go hit up the IMAX or something. You, you know go. what I mean? Yeah. Because if I'm coming, we going out. We, we ain't <laughs> fucking around at the cheap seats, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like we, go, we need to do that. We maybe go out to a nice dinner. There you go. 
I expect my dick to be sucked at the end of the night. <laughs> if, <laughs> the movie, somebody, if the movie, you know? if the movie gets boring, maybe during the movie, who knows? Right. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's in the popcorn bowl already. So <laughs> this next one, um, I'm really looking forward to. This one I'm super looking forward to is um the what if. This is a Disney Plus show, summer 2021. The What If series was always great, and it, it was um a lot of crossover events type of stuff. A lot of just like what, like what if fucking Spider Man married Gwen Stacy? This weird shit. Yeah. Or what if ben, what if Uncle Ben had lived? Or what if yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, all this stuff. Now here's the thing. Nah. So, nah. with the this is animated series. So they're they're allowed to do whatever they fucking want. That's a benefit, which is a great benefit. But the voice casting they got for this show, I want you all to kind of is it whack to, to kind of chimp to kind of ch- to to grab your seats because this is going to get weird. So the voice actors, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, Sebastian okay. Stan as Bucky Barnes, Josh Brolin as Thanos, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, Chris Helmsworth as Thor, Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, Chad Bozeman as the Black Panther, Karen Gillan as Nebula, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, Neil McDonough as Dum Dum Dugan, Dominic Cooper reprising Howard Stark, the one from the Captain America movie, Sean Gunn as Kraglin, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, Takai Watiti as Korg, Toby Jones as Armin Zola, uh, Digimon Hussan, who played Korath, and in case you don't remember from Captain, Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy, Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster, and Michael Rooker as Yondu. That's confirmed voice casting. Those are So they, 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 this is the only animation that literally got it perfect. Right. They got the voice actors to replay. They got the actors to replay their characters in the cartoon. That's amazing. Yeah. And Jeffrey Wright is going to play the voice of the Watcher. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Who's the Watcher? A guy named Jeffrey Wright. He's been in a ton of movies. Right now he's known for Westworld, but he's been in a lot of movies. If you go, if you IMDB him, you'll see this guy. I, you, he's, he's one of those guys that you've seen, but you w- probably wouldn't know his name. No. But, uh, but yeah, so that's confirmed. They said that they could be adding more. And changing, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see Tom Holland in there at one point. You know, that's a basic dude. But yeah, like so, I was thinking like, going, holy shit, we're gonna see Killmonger again. So it's like, what if Kill- I'm thinking, what if Killmonger, you know, ruled Wakanda? I'm seeing Josh Brolin as Thanos again. I'm like, oh shit, like they're getting everyone. Yeah. So, so that I'm really, really looking forward to. Because I think since these movies are so ingrained in, in our culture now getting the real voices on there is it's going to pull people into it a little bit more. And a lot of people, like we said, some people are on the fence about animation in general. It's going to pull people into that. Yeah. You know, they're going to see that, okay, well this, this is probably legit, you know, so let's check it out. Yeah. Cause it's and, like, cause it's like, you're, you're going to hear the voice, close your eyes and you're going to hear the voice from the movie. Right. Like that, that's what it is. And that's always been the problem when you saw any adaptation or something like that. Oh, it's going to come from the movie, but it's all different voice actors, you know, and you're just kind of like, eh, that kind of sucks. You know, <laughs> it's like the, it's like the Marvel video game where you kind of don't hear those voices that you expect to hear, you know, even though it would be yeah. way too expensive, but this is Disney and it's Disney money. So Disney know. money. Uh, this next one is going to be interesting. 
Uh, the reason is, is because the logo for it, very, very familiar with the popular comic book run, Hawkeye. Yeah. For Disney Plus Fall 2021. Um, we don't know when it's taking place, uh, but the logo for this movie looks like the Matt Fraction comic book run of, of uh, Hawkeye. And according to this, it's Jeremy Renner showed up and said that this series is going to be able to really showcase uh, Hawkeye in the, in the best possible, and he goes, in the best part of himself, and, and show why he's the best non-superhero in a superhero world and why he's needed by the Avengers. And um, he goes, also, uh, Kate Bishop will be in it. And so he goes, and, you know, while he's, you know, kind of, I guess, you know, being the best he can, also training somebody else along the way. So, you know, that'll, that'll be interesting, but we don't know much else beyond that. But yeah, that I'm, I'm really kind of cool. Cause I really thought Hawkeye got the short end of the stick. Um, Cause he's not as big and flashy, I think. Yeah. So it's a little harder to put him into. He kind of almost was a comic relief in the first Avengers movie and yeah. the big fights. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of a shame because his character is so dope. They gave him a lot more shine um, in the last movie, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, um, you got to see him as Ronin. You know, yeah, man. it was fucking dope. But um, yeah, I'm happy he's getting a show. I, I think it's going to I think it's going to translate better. Yeah. You know, because he, he can do his own thing. So um, and then uh, on November 5th, 2021, Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> um, any Thor movie is, is good for me. Like, I, I don't have a problem yeah, uh, with that. So we it's been announced that Natalie Portman will be returning as Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're going to be following the Jason Aaron run of the Mighty Thor, which Jane Foster becomes worthy. Oh, nice! Yeah, so we'll see how they make that make sense. But that's, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> well, I mean, in the comic book, you know, I don't, I, I can't remember why Thor became unworthy and Jane Fonda came worthy, but she became Thor to prevent that cancer from killing her. So I'm yeah. kind of wondering how they're going to work that in there. Plus, um, they said with. Uh, Tessa Thompson's character, the Valkyrie, since she's the king of Asgard, she needs to find a queen. So that's where that one's going to go. Um, My question is, didn't I thought Natalie Portman was was um, on the outs with Marvel? Was that just a rumor? No, that actually apparently they made up because she came back for Endgame. That little tidbit that we saw her where Rocket goes and tries to snatch the stuff from her, she went back and filmed that like and everybody was really surprised when she showed up to the premiere and everybody's like oh and they were like asking her about marvel and because before she said she wasn't going to do anything again because of what happened in two that's why she wasn't in three and what happened again i don't remember well they had originally hired patty jenkins at and natalie portman really pushed for her to to for patty jenkins to direct thor the dark world but then Patty Jenkins ended up leaving because of creative differences. And she just didn't want to play, you know, how they do in the Marvel movies, just the female lead, you know, always in trouble or whatever. And um, so they gave her stuff Damsel to do. Damsel in distress yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, and the fact that she said she didn't have a good time on that film. And then there was a lot of like, um, I don't know, hands-on too much hands-on in it that she was said she was she was pretty much done with that 
So then when she came back in Endgame, everybody was kind of like, oh, that was a surprise. And I think because Marvel has probably matured a lot more and has given directors the freedom because she said that she has kind of liked what they started doing. Like they're kind of allowed to tell their own voices and do their own thing. And uh, that apparently they had made up. So they had made up. So now she's doing back in Thor again. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah. So it should be it should be really interesting. I'm really curious to see how that works out. Well, I always thought they had good chemistry on screen, too. Yeah, I like Natalie Portman and and and, um, and uh, uh, Chris Helmsworth, so that should be good. And I also like Tessa Thompson and, and Chris Helmsworth. They have a good rapport together, too. Yeah. Uh, good comedic rapport, so it'll be interesting. And then, of course, they've confirmed that since she's going to look for a queen, that she's going to be, uh, I guess, either bi or gay or whatever. So people are like, cool about that so i'm waiting for the 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 hate post to begin because of that and because of natalie portman becoming the new the mighty thor i'm waiting for that and just go you guys never read the comics huh <laughs> it's going to be the same level but the, the comics got hate too yeah it's going to be the same level and everyone's going to forget about it and not care yeah I mean, it, I, there's I, always hate when it's like I that actually, i was kind of like okay we'll see and i read them those comics then the jason aaron comics were good they were good and i don't have a there shouldn't be an issue with that because she's not Thor. Right. She's she's taking on the mantle of. She's yeah. taking Thor's job. Right. I think a lot of times, especially when the, since the movies have come out, people have forgotten that Thor is the god of thunder. Right. Like he has a specific job in his um in his society, you know, in his pantheon almost. Right. So it makes sense for somebody to take on that mantle when he can't when he can't do it. Yeah. I forget why he became unworthy too, but that was even a better comic than the chick because he was just off his fucking game. Oh yeah, <laughs> just a normal man and shit. It was great. <laughs> oh, um, man, it was funny too. It's funny too because when you think about it, because you're just like going, "Oh, I can't wait to see how that whole works out." Yeah, I know. So we did confirm that Fantastic Four. Uh, and mutants in development. You have to key me in on what mutants is. They, he's uh, the Kevin Feige at the end when um, he said, he goes, we're run out of time. And I haven't been able to tell you about fantastic four and some mutants that are coming, but we will later. Oh, cool. So they're just adding yes. probably some more in the X-Men. Yeah. Ilk. Which is pretty much what we're assuming when he said mutants, we obviously know he's referring to the X-Men and uh, fantastic four confirming that's in development, which is actually really, really cool. Honestly, I've, thank I've, God. I, I, I need Marvel to rekindle that. I know. I need, I need it to be done right. Especially with, you know, Stanley just passing away. Let's make, let's make that come out strong. Yeah. That was his first creation. Yeah. You know, and I, I, it's, I fucking pains me to see what they've what Fox has done to it. Oh, I know the two times they tried doing that. Pains me. I mean, like the first, the first few movies, they were okay. <laughs> you know, they, Jessica Alba was fine. I'll tell you that much, but they were okay, but they weren't to the, to the level of quality right. that, that we expect now. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and Chris, Chris Evans, you know, started off as Johnny Storm, which I yeah. thought, and, and the thing is, I thought he was great as Johnny Storm, and I thought, um, uh, oh my God, what's his name from? The one who played Mister Fantastic? No, the um, guy that played the Thing, uh, Michael Chiklis. Yeah, um, I thought he was great as Thing. They were perfect. They were perfect, and the way him and Johnny went at each other, I thought they were perfect. Um, I thought the other two were good too. Jessica they just, Alba was. They were a little bit more one dimensional. I yeah, think. Jessica Alba became really weird in the second one. Like she did. She yeah. looked more CG than the stuff that they did around her 
I don't know. But she's the and she's supposed to be the most powerful one of the four. Right. So So I'm really looking forward to see how they do that and and I can't wait for that because I'm like, oh please do it and please let it be done right. And And please, Doctor Doom. Yeah. I need Doctor Doom to be in the new Marvel universe. I need it. And we need a good Doctor Doom. We need a good Doctor Doom. We do. Uh, And I think I think the one from the first movies wasn't bad. Because Doctor Doom's always melodramatic. Yeah. He's so fucking in his own damn head. But the movie was just cheesy. Yeah. So it is what it is. <laughs> All right. And lastly, there's a Blade movie coming. Right. And it's going to be coming for Phase 5, which is what Kevin Feige um, said uh, today that they said um, that Phase 5. Now, this for Phase 4, this is what was is been revealed. Now, they, he said things can be added and things can be changed, but... It's because this is this is what it is, but Phase Five they they're looking at Blade to return, played by two-time Oscar winner Mershal Ali, and if you don't know who that is, just Google uh, Google him. He recently was in um, Green Book, I think, and that was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, he was also in the la- latest season of uh, True Detective. Uh, he was the bad guy in um, the oh, Marvel show. Uh, Luke, Luke, uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Yes. In the first season. In the first and season. And he was fucking, ooh, he was bomb. He, he was, he was, he I was liked him more cool. than Luke Cage. Yeah, I know. He was so, time. he was too cool. Like, he was it's just like. He was too cool, but also terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just great acting. Like, yeah. I'm excited that this dude's in it. Yeah, he's going to be and everybody's hoping that Wesley Snipes comes back as at least as, you know, somebody <laughs> in the movie, you know, cuz he has he paid his taxes though. Oh yeah, he's he's been free from jail. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just but uh I I I can't wait for that. I like to see Blade back in the Marvel universe and, you know, obviously I think it's going to be a little darker than some of the other films cuz Blade is that way. And I think uh, it's going to be they should do it along the vein of um the Punisher. Yeah. Of that that show the Punisher just just fucking balls deep. Like don't even hold back. And also um Wesley Snipes should come back as a bad guy named Simon Phoenix. <laughs> that's that's what I feel like. <laughs> Simon Phoenix. Thank yeah, you. there you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Start spouting off lines from Demolition Man. <laughs> Then you hear in the background, you've been fined 500 credits. <laughs> of the verbal morality statue. statue. <laughs> Murder, uh, death, kill. Murder, <laughs> death, kill. I've seen that movie a million times. That movie dude. never gets old. I love I that love movie. It. That movie love is that fucking... so great. And, and that's it... one of those movies where, you know why I love that movie? Because before, that was that came out around the time when the, the whole 80s action guy was phasing out Mm -hmm. and it was it was kind of a it was kind of a testament of that like here's this 80s action hero yeah and he's in this world where they he's not really they don't want him anymore but now they need him right (laughs) you know and i'm like fuck yeah like (laughs) just the shit dude oh my god i I know i i love that was his last action hero yeah yeah (laughs) yeah very meta (laughs) but better (laughs) Oh, Even though man. I like Last Action Hero too, but see, you whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, but you can watch. You can watch. You can immediately say Taco Bell, and everybody knows what you're talking about. 
<laughs> armored hot dog. <laughs> anyway, and, and, and if you, you watch to... if you if you watch that, Benjamin Bratt is so fucking young. He looks like a baby yeah. in that movie. Like, and you're don't like, you, don't you have a job to do? <laughs> don't you have someone to kill? <laughs> oh, I need to watch it again. I need to watch it again. And you watch it again. And you watch it again. Such an underrated fucking movie. Oh, God, it, yeah. So many people haven't seen it. That's and that's the sad part. Like, we're not doing our job as Americans. Like that movie needs to be seen. You should make a podcast just breaking down Demolition Man. <laughs> I'm on JustWatch.com for, yeah, for looking to see if it's on for uh, for each minute of the movie. We devote an hour to that minute of the movie. <laughs> it help if I spelt demolition correctly. Here, demolition on. I don't know how to spell demolition. <laughs> Steve, help me. <laughs> You're trying to find up demolition, man. Yeah, I'm trying to see if it's streaming anywhere. Uh, let's see. Oh, whoops! I didn't save it. What was it called? Demolition Man. No, the site. Douche. Oh, justwatch.com. Oh, just Not sponsored, by the way. There it is. But it can be. I mean, if they. <laughs> oh, it's because it's with a T. All right. I'm stupid. Demolition Man. 1993, Steve. Yeah. Only streaming. You can't even. Oh, no. Never mind. I'm stupid. It's streaming on uh, Showtime. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, she got upset with that, too. <laughs> it's also streaming on Fubo TV, but that's a... Fubo? That's a, a weird sign-up. I, I always think of Fubu. <laughs> Fubu. Fubu keeping it real. Yeah. Um, for you, by de- you. <laughs> for you, by us. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a thing back in the day. Um... Yeah, anyway, I don't know why we're talking about Demolition Man, but <laughs> greatest fucking movie ever, dude. Uh, all right. Do you want me to read this next one? If you like. All right, I will. And finally this, tonight. And finally. Jerry Foxhoven, the former director of Iowa's uh, Department of Human Services, resigned abruptly last month, reportedly at the request of Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds. And there's intrigue over the fact that his resignation took place the day after he sent an email to 4,300 employees celebrating Father's Day and his two-year anniversary. But that wasn't all the email was celebrating. It was also acknowledging late rapper Tupac Shakur's birthday. The 66-year-old constant... What? What? The 62-year-old's constant Tupac references, <laughs> that was a perfectly structured sentence, by the way, I'm just an <laughs> idiot, um, had reportedly stated to started to annoy um, some of his employees, leading to speculation that he was ousted for getting too deep into thug life. Now, the Associated Press has done the public good of requesting over 350 pages of his Tupac emails to get to the bottom of it. And it has all of us demanding justice for Foxhoven. I'm going to kill my kids after I'm done with this, by the way. Just letting the audience know. Um, Foxhoven's last email has him sticking sticking to his guns after complaints about his rabid fandom. Sure, his standship was over the top, including weekly Tupac Fridays where he played his music at the office and even Thug Life cookies at his <laughs> 65th birthday party. This dude's Only in cheating. Iowa could you... Like, they're so detached that they... It's it's like it's almost like... I don't know. I'm not even going to say the reference. It's not making sense. 
But the AP d- d- deduced from his emails that he was sharing Tupac lyrics in attempts to inject leve- levity and inspiration into a stressful workplace. He would weave in inspirational lines from hits like Changes and find pot quotes to thematically underscore holidays like Valentine's Day. But by the time he sent his last email, complaints around the office had reached such a boiling point that his hobby had practically become social activism. In his final email, he encouraged staff to celebrate Father's Day and the rapper's birthday by listening to his music. He included a smiling photo of Tupac and highlighted the now ironic Tupac quote, pay no mind to those who talk behind your back. It simply means that you are two steps ahead. His enthusiasm wasn't lost on his supporters with one employee lisa bender replying i love your tupac messages and the fact that you still send them despite the haters makes me appreciate them even more he told the ap he told the ap he included the Pac line partly quote to break down racist stereotypes about rap music end quote however foxhoven himself said he doubts he was ousted just for being a tupac stan the and the agency was reportedly going through some tough contract negotiations amid other legal tr- troubles but the iowa governor's office has also refused to disclose the reason he has asked to resign to foxhoven's to foxhoven or reporters despite being legally obligated to do so. And if he was ousted because of his infinity for the 90s rap icon, it certainly wouldn't be the first high-profile instance of someone getting the boot for a love of hip-hop. Last year, a Duke University administrator reportedly got two on-campus baristas fired for listening to Young Dolph, prompting Dolph to give each of them $20,000 and a free trip to Rolling Loud Music Festival. We may never know the real tea behind Foxhoven's departure, but we have to hand it to the, him for staying true to himself. Luckily for him, there are whole Pinterest mood boards full of Tupac quotes about dusting off the haters and remind him, you got to keep your head up. Real fucking talk. <laughs> I thought that was funny, dude. Oh it's not funny that he lost his job. Right, I thought it was but... funny that everyone was like, oh, I'm complaining. It's like, I'm sure he wasn't cursing. Yeah, I'm but, sure he was, you know, he wasn't dropping fucking... the N bomb like every five seconds or something like that, you know? And then his, and then he's like, I'm trying to break down social, you know, to the fucking stereotypes and stuff. It's like right on, yeah. you know, and it's in Iowa. That's yeah. why people complain. Right. If he was on an either of the coasts, everyone would have been like, Hey, keep your head up. My big <laughs> I got the coolest boss in the fucking, <laughs> fucking people would be giving him like headbands and shit, like to wear and stuff like He'd that. Fucking, Sea walking to work and shit. When, bah, I, bah, bah. when I saw this on Twitter, I retweeted it and said, This guy should be given the Medal of Fucking Freedom. Like, that's what this guy should be getting. He's enlightening the world. Well, then also, too, it's like, Yeah, okay, people got fired for the Young Dolph thing. Um, well, Dolph also sent fucking 20,000. But also, who the fuck is Young Dolph? We're talking about Tupac. <laughs> that's that's an icon. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, Wow, dude. Like, like this dude should be fucking like I can I can picture somebody fucking just going, you know what? Let's get this dude to a hip hop concert. Let's bring him out here. I'm gonna tell you like this. Um, don't worry about the haters because even Jesus had haters. That's true. Right? That's true. Keep it real. Keep it real. Doug Life 2019. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is it for us this week. Thanks for joining us. If you want to help us out, there are two ways you can. One, you can leave us a review wherever you get the show and recommend the show to, f- to your friends. Two, if you really want to help us out, you can donate. You can head over to thelazygeeks.com and click on the Donate button. 
You can follow us on facebook.com slash the lazy geek, Twitter and Instagram, both at the lazy geeks. That's all one word, of course, because that's how those two things work. You can send us feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes, or your favorite conspiracy theories, or your favorite fucking Tupac inspirational quote. Yeah. To the geeks at the lazy geeks.com. And also, um, be sure if you're going to, you know, mess, follow us on Facebook or, or Twitter and Instagram, be sure to read the uh, agreement, you know, so you're not taken surprised by, you know, what privacy you're giving up by, by agreeing to have those apps on your phone. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Just letting you guys know. Right. You know, even though they're not made in Russia, doesn't make them any less dangerous. Just saying. You got to keep your head up. Exactly. <laughs> 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 all right if you want more content from us just head over to the blog thelazygeese.com so thanks for checking us out so until next time live large if you ain't living large you ain't living at all mm-hmm.